What's up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, the NCAA tournament has wrapped up the first two rounds. Teams are headed to the Sweet 16, and it has been an incredible tourney so far. We talk about all of that, including Deshaun Watson getting traded to Cleveland, Devontae Adams traded away from Green Bay, and LeBron James becoming the second best scorer of all time, although he is not a scorer, but respect him as one. Finally, we hear from Eagleson as the NHL's trade deadline comes to a close. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Um, I, I want to ask you a question, since you've known me for so long. Would you, if I said the word athlete, would you consider me one of those? Hmm. Hmm. I think it's context-dependent. No context. Someone comes up to you on the street and goes, is Abe an athlete? Sure, I'd say yes. Whew. Cool, I was just about to dox you in the weekend that you had, but I won't. Nonetheless, uh, me too. I'd like to consider myself an athlete. Um, it means I'm competent enough to be able to play p- any type of pickup sport for the most part and not just be a absolute liability on the field, on the court, anywhere, except ice hockey, can't skate. But like floor hockey, sure, competent. Um, I just want to get out on the record since I am an athlete, so I have the right to say this golf, not a sport. (laughs) Mm -mm. Nope. Not a sport. You barely sweat unless it's the middle of summer. You'd never really run out of breath. It's a slow pace. I just want to say golf is not a sport. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Abe, is this because you played the golf this past weekend and you absolutely suck at it? Yep. Yep. That's the reason why. It's just not a sport. If it was a sport, I could hold my own at it because, as you said, I am an athlete. But I was absolutely abysmal. The hot dogs, mid. And that being said, we won't be talking about golf because this is the Snapback Sports Podcast, not the Snapback Activity to Get Away From Your Wife podcast. Um, If it was that, sure, we could talk about golf because at the end of the day, it's just an activity to get away from the wife. It's not a sport. So I just wanted to get out in front of that. I know the Masters are coming up in a few weeks. Um, don't show it on SportsCenter because not a sport. If you want to show it on activities to do while your wife is gone, Center, sure, you can play it on that. But uh, golf, neither of us not are married, Dave. Neither of us are married. Girlfriend, this, that, um, whatever you want to say. I just wanted to get out in front and say by no means is golf a sport. It is strictly an activity to, to take up four hours. It's fun. It's competitive if you're good and stuff, but that doesn't make it a sport. Chess is competitive. Connect Four is yeah, competitive. Would, would you say hot dog eating contest is more of a sport than golf? Hundred percent. Hundred. It takes more physical. Like it's more physically draining, for sure. I think the. I guess the the barrier should be if John Daly can play around a round of golf, absolutely obliterated, and play it well. Probably not a sport. Like yeah, no one's out there besides Josh Gordon absolutely faded during games and competed maybe marshawn 
but he was having like a shot or two. I don't know if he was like drinking. That was that wasn't being faded. That was like let's get the juices flowing. Yeah. Let's tell let's tell the body to wake up. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, see people taking. I don't see people waking their body up and taking a shot of Hennessy before they play eighteen. Yeah. I see them. They don't even. You don't even drink Gatorade when you play golf. You drink fucking beer. Like that's how you know it's not a sport. You drink beer on a beach when you're sitting in a chair doing nothing. Just put. Connect the dots. Golf, not a sport. Nope, 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 nope. Well, we appreciate your take on golf. I'm with you. It's a silly, silly game. But what's not silly, Abe, is the NCAA tournament. It's March Madness. It's pretty silly, too. It is kind of silly. How You didn't fill out a bracket, did you? I did fill out a bracket. Uh, I did a free one for work. I think I couldn't even tell you my final four, but I know my championship is Auburn over Duke. I chose it in like a four different seconds um but what a fucking weekend man there's nothing thursday and like saturday and sunday are some of the worst days in sports because it's like why is there only one game on why is the next game in three hours whereas thursday and friday you're working quote unquote working or going to school and you just have distractions all around you and i find myself watching on thursday when the first game tipped second game third game and I feel like I have this moment of reflection every year where I'm just like, these kids should probably study more. <laughs> like they, These kids suck at basketball. Obviously, they don't suck at basketball. It's all relative. But every single year during March Madness, I have this moment of clarity where I'm like, holy shit, this product is such trash compared to the NBA, especially at the end of games. It seems like every every basketball player in the NCAA – literally just blacks out and forgets what dribbling a ball is at the end of No, the the end of Baylor Carolina was was the craziest. So when I was in high school, cuz I'm an athlete also, I was on the varsity basketball team. We went 0 and 18 in the conference, but there were moments You couldn't get tick on an 0 and 18 team? No, I did. I started. Oh, so that's why you went 0 and 18. Exactly. Okay, continue. And I do remember moments where, like, I was a lot smaller. I definitely wasn't the most athletic out there. And, like, when I was in a trap, I would, like, lose the ball. I would turn the ball over. But what I saw at the end of that game, like, not... You even, also didn't get recruited to play Division One basketball. <laughs> at North Carolina! Not anywhere in the country. Not the, there's not St. Peter. At North Carolina, they couldn't inbound the ball and dribble it. It was so bizarre... And then, of course, they won the game, which is amazing. It's just every year I have this moment of like, why am I even like these guys are trash? But these it's guys so are legitimate. It is so so entertaining. entertaining. But we haven't had a buzzer beater yet, which is kind of annoying. Um, and that's kind of what we've been waiting for all of March. I did my boxes thing. Still haven't hit one on a three-year stretch now where I haven't hit a box. Um, but holy shit, am I good at betting on this thing? Yeah, you've been I, on fire. I am on fire betting on this thing. And what I realized is the less you know, the better. I haven't known anything about college basketball all year. And I just came out firing like 15 and like three in the first two days. Something absurd like that. And if you notice, I'm putting my picks on Twitter and I'm using different types of logic. Like, for instance, um, I bet on Ohio State solely because I'm sick of seeing Sister Jean's face. I think Sister Jean, um, you know, I have the top, my top three most hated old people on planet Earth um, go number one, 
Doc Rivers. <laughs> number two, Mattress Mac. And number three, <laughs> Sister Jean. So where's where the Steve Bayless fit in here? Uh, is it a Friday night and LeBron's playing? Because then she's like needy and annoying and wants to like go out to dinner and like talk. Uh, Monday through th- anytime the Lakers aren't playing, Ernestine's Ernestine's on my good list. When the Lakers are playing, we don't we don't like Ernestine. Um, but I bet on against Loyola because fuck Sister Jean. What was some of my other logic? You bet one on of the, the bets Stephen lo- Curry's that loss. That loss. My one of my other bets that loss. I bet on the under in the Jacksonville State game because. Deion Sanders went there. Deion Sanders coaches football there. So I figured, you know what? Defensive minded university. I quickly learned soon after that I placed that bet that there's two Jacksonville State universities. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Isn't the whole thing like with Jacksonville State is they're not D1? I, I, I guess I didn't think. Like I said, the less you know, the better. Right. Except for this time. Uh, so I don't really count that one just because I had misinformation. Um, and I bet on misinformation. But you got it. I bet on Texas because you went uh, like Owen 643, I think it was, in your first two days of betting. So I'm like, you know what? This one's from my boy. Hit that. It's just like you just got to find other reasons other than, oh, you know, there's value in this point because they have the number one uh, sug-on rating in the country. Sug-on these nuts. Just bet with your nuts. That's my advice for betting on the tournament. All right, Abe, give me your advice on what I should do about tonight's festivities. First question, I'm in San Diego for the week. My options are, one, I'm going to go to a bar, probably sit outside, enjoy some tacos, watch the games. Or two, there are two games 20 minutes away in San Diego. It's Tech Notre Dame and it's Arizona TCO. Could be could be decent games, uh, somewhat affordable. What, t- what time are those games? Those so that's where the complication comes in. The Texas Purdue game mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. in the middle of those two. Mm-hmm. So why don't you fill the 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 crowd in on your uh, your allegiance between Texas and Purdue and your dilemma here? So yeah, so the dilemma is such: I picked Purdue to win the the bracket to win the title. I wagered on them. And the wager is a big wager. It's one of my larger future bets I've placed before. But if they lost to Texas, like, what are the actual odds that Purdue is going to win it all? It would have been okay. But then, on one Tuesday night, I entered a Calcutta, and I put more money than one would spend at even, like, a strip club. Like, a lot of money on How much would one spend at a strip club? Not that much. I'm talking... Yeah, thousands of dollars, and and that thousands. Like, Nobody's ever spent thousands at a strip club, Jack. Like Allen Iverson, maybe, but anyways, yeah, just Allen Iverson, just AI. Anyways, I've got unless it was like a, unless it was like a restaurant too, and oh, they well, had if food. you could eat drink. I mean, then it's not really a strip club. It's just like a entertainment like if you zone. can get some yeah, if you can get like some tenders and titties, like okay, spending a few thousand dollars is justifiable. Anyways, I do have thousands of dollars <laughs> on Purdue to so the the reason why the bet's like okay is because you get money back after every round. So you get like a portion of your money back after every round until you turn into a positive investment. So if you if so you So what percent what percent have you gotten back in your investment thus far? I've gotten 2% of the total no, I haven't. 1% of the total. They've only won one game. 
So I'm down tremendously right now. I've gotten uh, what did I take? Uh, like I, I wouldn't like, call it down. I would not call it down. Pending. You can't call I, it. I've, I've gotten back like 18. percent So we still got 82 mm-hmm. to go. If they get to the elite eight, I'm in the clear. Sweet 16, I'm I'm kind of fine. If they win this, yeah, if they win the Sweet 16. Anyways, of course they're matched up with Texas, my school. I love Texas football, basketball, and uh, I don't know. I'm a little over leveraged on the Boilermakers. And so the, the real dilemma is it's not even like who are you rooting for tonight. I, I don't know if I want to do like the cuck thing and just be like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like I'm just going to. Oh, fuck that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I have to. I think I actually have to root for Purdue and like. No shit. Jack. But they're going to lose. Well, duh. <laughs> um, how many times would you say in the last eight years since we enrolled at Texas and Penn State, would you say that Texas has quote unquote in one way or another fucked you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like every time. There's what... In in the last eight years, which is insane. Well, this is the first tournament win against Virginia Tech uh, since 2013. So before we went to school. And the only time they've ever come through in football, two games. One, they beat Kyler in Dallas. And then the game against Georgia. We made money on that. Outside of that, I have hemorrhaged plenty of U.S. dollars and maybe some cryptocurrencies on on the University of Texas. I see a future in which they fuck you in, we'll call it seven hours, harder than any other single time combined. But in a positive light, Jack, you have a rare opportunity ahead of you. You either are, I would actually put this as a win-win, either way. You either are on to the next round, Purdue makes it, you can breathe a little bit, you're one step closer to your potential ROI, or two, your alumni takes bleep amount of money out of your pocket, and you finally get to come to the fun side of college sports, where I reside, in which you have the opportunity now to resent Texas University, University of Texas for the rest of your life. Go out of your way to root against them, make fun of them, And the reason why this is such a win-win is because I went to Penn State, and that's what I do, and you go to Texas. What does that mean? That means there's never going to be it. They're not winning shit, ever, ever. Texas can win this game tonight. They're not winning the tournament. Penn State can win X amount of games. They're never going to a playoff or a national championship. So actually, in turn, by Texas winning tonight and you holding a grudge against them until the day that you die— you actually win in the long term because you get to outward root against them, make fun of your friends, and 90% of the time, you'll be on the fun side. You'll be on the I was right side. You'll be on the I told you they suck, and that's what I do with Penn State. It's like, sure, my friends get excited, tell me we have this nine-star recruit who's slinging it against open air and practice. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they lose to Pitt. And it's like, fuck you, I told you so. And honestly, the pride 
that you have in holding that above your friend's head is greater than any type of currency that you could acquire. So with that being <laughs> said, I, I am going to twist this into a win-win situation for you. However, because of the situation at hand and that the Texas is never meant to make you happy in your entire life, they're going to continue that and win this basketball game. Yeah, there's there's no it's a I'll say it right now. Zero and point if you, zero point had, zero 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 percent chance Texas loses to Purdue. There's no chance. In no world because if everyone listening, maybe you're not paying full attention. If Purdue wins, what did I say? I need them to get to the Elite Eight. Well, they'd be in the Sweet Sixteen. Who do they play? They play a fucking fifteen seed. Like the one is out, Baylor lost. The two Kentucky is out. They're the favorites. They play a UCLA team who is they're pretty good, but they're not anything special to get to the final four. Like everything has fallen into Purdue's lap. And when we look back on the tournament, we're gonna be like, oh, they got knocked out in literally the second round. You know what the best part about Texas winning this game tonight is? When they play St. Peter's They will on, lose on Thursday. Not only will they lose, but we're gonna take them to lose by thirty. <laughs> like we are going to points bet St. Peter's. Oof. Because oh that's just what how like of course St. Peter's is gonna beat fucking Texas. Obviously. It's just like a double a double whammy in your opinion. So actually, I think there's a potential. Yo, you know what you're gonna do? This is a no brainer. Once Texas wins tonight and you're really pissed off, you you need capital for this one, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna lay that out. You're just gonna bet against them every single time. And the only way you get you'll double it each round because you'll still be down if they beat Win in the Sweet 16, they go to the Elite Eight, they win the Elite Eight, go to the Final Four. You just keep doubling your investment yeah. until you make back all the money that you lost on Purdue. And then, if Texas wins the national championship... It's the most well, expensive well, trophy well, Eagle, ever. Well, Eagle, Eagleson and I will host the podcast ourselves, <laughs> and uh, we'll send flowers to your family. I actually think that's a good idea. Yeah, have, Texas capital, is not winning the championship. But what's going to happen in this game, and we're sorry for breaking down one game too too intensely here, but... It's not breaking down a game. It's kind of just breaking down your life. Life. Literally life. The best offense in the country will go cold against a very good Texas defense. But more importantly, a Texas offense, which game by game literally goes eight minutes without scoring the basketball. Eight minutes in each half. They won't score will just be on freaking fire tonight. It's the biggest lock. It already started in game one against Virginia Tech. The hot shooting is going to continue. It is so obvious and predictable that it just makes me sick. And no, I'm not going to hedge. I'm not going to hedge it because I just can't do that. As somebody who's been very hot gambling, I bring you bad news in the fact that Purdue's probably going to lose this game. But I see one way in which you're guaranteed that Purdue wins. It's just a matter of if you're willing to do it. What's that? If and then and if nobody will know. I mean, you can give a little preview, like I'm doing this because listen to blah 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 Snapback Sports Pod tomorrow. In the next three hours and forty five minutes, if you tweet a picture or a video of you aggressively doing horns down, I think Purdue wins the game. So the ball is in your court at this point. Pre game, I, I have to it. do it. Pre game. That's pre game. That's how I see it. I see it as such. If in the next four hours, Texas is going to win. If you send that tweet with the horns down with the video and aggressively mock them, make it personal, I think you have a good shot of winning this game. Oof. All right. That's a lot. Because after this game, I'm back on Texas. Like I, 
if they win, I will root for them. I may resent, but I will root. And like, oh, that is the cuckiest of cuck. What do you mean? I'm not gonna root again. I will be after I get over. What did I just say about rooting against your university? I, that's not my vibe. And we play Alabama week two, like in Austin. Like I'm gonna be telling you how basketball, we're gonna win that basketball, game. Basketball, basketball. I know. Penn State just won its Penn State just won its ninth na- wrestling national championship in eleven years, fifth in a row. I'm proud alumni today. But the second they step in between those lines on the green turf field, mm -mm, fuck that. Nope. You can support Texas football all you want. But if you're rude, if Texas wins tonight, rips X amount of money out of your pocket, and then you go on not only to root for them, but to root for them against like the best story of the tournament so far. It's disgusting. I hate it here. You're not only a cuck, you're just an asshole. Speaking of assholes, Deshaun Watson headed to Cleveland. Deshaun Watson traded for three first round. This is picks. not it, it, just the way your weekend's going, man. With the amount of bets that you've lost, being whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, we've turned the tide. Friday, listen, Thursday, Friday was not pretty. Jack in Vegas on Saturday was a different level. We hit Michigan, which I didn't intentionally do, but happened, and we crushed the blackjack table. So things that I'm sorry when you say I didn't intentionally hit Michigan. What does that mean? Did you did you read what I sent in the group yesterday? So Probably I am not. I am with a and one eight hundred gambling whatever the number is like let's put some disclaimers out there. Gambling addiction is a very real thing. I don't have one, debatably. Uh, but I've <laughs> I met a guy allegedly allegedly. I met a guy who I would say like kind of has a gambling addiction. Like they said, when he was in college, he just like spent all his money, money he didn't have, always owed the bookies, and now he's gotten out. When of- you when you when you when you when you say gambling addiction, like I'm just gonna throw out a hypothetical. Did this person land in Las Vegas on a Thursday, the start of March Madness, and place their first bet of the day on spring training baseball? I don't I mean if he saw value probably like it, okay. it's the type of and now that he's made For those money, of you wondering Jack Landon in Vegas and placed a bet on the Texas Rangers I did yeah no I didn't that's what I got you sent me a photo no that was Texas money line you nut does MLB stand for money line bet yes oh the Rangers were playing in like seven you... minutes I thought Bro, I'm fucking here in the gym tracking the fucking Texas Rangers spring training game for you. You even wrote, oh my god, you even wrote minus one and a half, plus one and a half, and then because I because that's what baseball lines yeah. are, so it all made sense. And I'm like seeing, I'm like, let's go, Jack. The Do the Rangers win? Two in the seventh, yeah. <laughs> No, I this just communication bet. on our end. Yeah, no, I just bet on Texas Longhorns. I'm not crazy okay, like that. So you don't have an addiction. I don't. This guy does. And now that he's working, he has money, so he gambles all his money away. He can still pay. You know, it's all good. It's all good and good. He is the type that, like, everything goes against him, right? He's the what? But on Friday night, he had Cal State Fullerton. Duke let the dunk go. He had Colgate. They made a bucket at the buzzer to cover. He, this guy is on fire. So yesterday, I was like, I'm going to fade all his stuff. Like, there's no way he's going to continue to push his betting and be successful. I see him, and, you know, I'm a vibes guy. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't fade this guy. Like, I, I got to ride with him. So I, Can you paint me a picture of what this guy looks like for context? Yeah, like, because I have, t- I have, I have overweight, 
stomach hanging out of no 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 no, more like uh wall street finance banking type vibe like 510 pretty fit but like just a total degenerate and so i hand him 500 bucks and our agreement yeah no stranger 500 no i know i knew his friend of a friend whatever we had talked. He likes the underdogs on round two. He thinks that's where the value is. There's no value, whatever. And we agree. We're going to do a Michigan St. Mary's parlay. We're taking the points uh, for 500 bucks. I'm like, all right, I'm in. It'll pay, you know, three to one, whatever. He goes to the sports book, comes back, hands me two tickets. He goes, you know, like, I, uh, I know we had a plan, but like, here's, here's what we took. You, you, how long have you known this man? <laughs> I had known him for 24 hours. He hands me a Michigan plus seven and a Michigan money line ticket. <laughs> and both were big time winners. But the funniest part is he goes, listen, all right, it's 250 on each. So if Michigan, you know, covers but doesn't win, you know, it's even. We essentially push. If they lose by eight or more, though, then, you know, we lose. And I'm like, hmm, that, is that how that actually works? Interesting. Thank, thanks for the explanation. So, Did you – was there any moment where you just looked at him when he handed you the ticket and it wasn't what you expected? You were just like, what the fuck? Literally, I was – Like, imagine, imagine going to, like, the nicest steakhouse in the country and, like, telling the waitress that you want, like, the 16-ounce ribeye bone-in. And they bring you a fucking garden salad. And they're just like, well, we figured you'd enjoy this as well. And he was like, no, that's not what I fucking ordered. The way I described him is like, I, you could only laugh at that point. Because the fact that I even handed this type of degenerate, that's, that, it's yeah, on me. That's your, that's your it's, fault. It's that's completely your fault. on me. And then, of course, Michigan wins straight up and St. Mary's loses. Did you guys uh, uh, kiss? We hugged. We we had a hug. We had a moment. Bro hug or like, this could get weird uh, no, type hug. He, he was ready to go on to the next thing, but he didn't love anything. So I love. If he had lost, people. if he had lost that bet, would you would you be worried for him? No, no, no. He was up huge. He was up twenty G's on the weekend. Like he was. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, no. He and he, he was one of those. He was like, I I gotta leave here up six figures, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Me too. He had, this, this this Jack handed a random man in Las Vegas, Nevada, the place that breeds addiction of all kinds, five hundred USD with a plan. This man came back, looked Jack in his eye, handed him two slips of paper, and said. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Jack is just like, yes, sir. Yep, yep. Go blue and go blue indeed. <laughs> so anyways, the tide. And then I went to the uh, blackjack table. We won a lot of money. So the tides have turned officially. Not in the AFC North. Not oh, in, in the, the AFC, AFC North, North, they have turned. Why you would that? say that you have the third third best quarterback in your division. Sure. Wow. That sucks, right? It does. It, I, I mean, Burrow, that. Baker is still in the division, to be clear. Oh, so fourth best. Lamar, Trubisky, Brissett. Nah, it's like... Are you talking about quarterbacks who are going to play next year or just like quarterbacks on rosters in the AFC North? Cause quarterbacks who are going to play. Oh, Deshaun Watson's playing next year? Yeah, it's the NFL. I don't know. They just handed a guy... They just... <laughs> 
They just handed a guy $10 million for every one allegation he had. Oh, my him. God. All right, all right, all right. Settle down, settle down. Uh, like, on a serious note, though, did you see the contract? Play? Did you see what they did with the contract? So all guaranteed, five years, something like that. What is very interesting, his base salary is the league minimum for a quarterback. It's $1 million. If he gets suspended, if imagine working in an industry where the minimum salary is <laughs> this there is you stupid. Go. It's a fucking game. It's and if he gets suspended, it voids like the contract, like for two games. Well, probably on a game by game basis, he'll end up getting the money. I assume he'll play one day, but it is a weird situation. Let's pretend. Okay. Jokes aside, allegations aside, let's pretend Deshaun Watson's ready to go week one. Can you maturely admit that the Browns are legit? I think I saw something like they have 20-something million dollars still below the cap before they trade Baker. That jumps up to 40-something million. That defense is strong as it is. They have Nick Chubb. They might need another receiver with Amari, but the Browns are legit. And I don't think it's that we're at the point where it's like the Browns are the Browns. Like you can say that because they had Baker and Baker's just like, I thought he was good at one point, but just like as a human, he's kind of a joke. Like there's no denying Deshaun Watson's a very good quarterback with that roster. You could say the overarching cloud is that they're the Browns, but at some point we have to transfer over the Browns or the Browns tag. And I think that time is now. No, they're still the Browns. And remember, this organization, which is the Cleveland Browns, just traded for a potential convicted, you know, guy. So to say that everything's just going to go smoothly, the Baker departure is going to be all right, like the Odell stuff last year, it's the Browns. They are the Browns. This is They are the Browns for a reason. They're the Cleveland Browns. But I said, I mean, that was my biggest worry and why I wanted them to lock up Baker. That team is very, very good. They still managed to win nine games last year, eight or nine games with, uh, I mean, Baker, a shell of himself, Case Keenum. I think Nick Chubb might have played quarterback for a game. Like, they're they're good. They're very good. They should be the favorites. If the Browns, you think they should be the division favorites? Uh, Betting odds. They should be the division favorite if you said Watson's playing, you know, week one. Um. Last question about Deshaun Watson, and then we'll move on. If hell freezes over and the Browns win the Super Bowl, do you at that point demand a ring for your praise on the city of Cleveland? And how much how much responsibility do you take in the Browns acquiring Deshaun Watson? I mean, you just you you got to consider a few things. One, the city of Cleveland since LeBron left has been really down in the dumps, and so they were kind of gifted the All Star Game because it celebrated LeBron and the city on the All Seventy Five team, and so. You know, I, I went out there and I really started talking up the city and it sounds like Watson was pretty much out on Cleveland. Like, not only are we the Browns, but like, I don't want to live in Cleveland. Houston's an okay city, but like uh, Carolina is great, uh, wherever in Carolina that team plays. And New Orleans is fantastic. Atlanta is a cool city. Cleveland, bottom. and then I don't know, like it hasn't been confirmed or denied, but he probably saw my tweets about the city of Cleveland. And you saw the change of mind at the last second. So if they win a ring, I'm definitely up there with the Browns GM for, you know, who deserves the praise and honor. Yeah, I think so. What about Aaron Rodgers, though? (laughs) Because 
This guy is getting so fucking fun to root against, man. I think this, obviously we're referring to Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders days after Aaron Rodgers signs a new contract. Um, And it turns out that Rodgers knew about this going in. And I think the biggest story to tell in all of this Rodgers, Devontae Adams to Vegas type thing is that Aaron Rodgers, as much of you think he's a weirdo, is that much weirder than you think. For willingly, like, I saw a tweet. It was like, this guy lost his girl and his wide receiver one in the same month. This man is down terribly bad. He just agreed to live in Green Bay fucking Wisconsin for five more years. Abe. <laughs> he agreed to those terms under the precedent. He gets paid $1 million a week. <laughs> Would you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin for a million dollars a week? I sure would. I know that. And you know what? If I couldn't throw passes to Devontae Adams, I would be okay with that too. I'd eat a couple cheese curds and I would collect. Actually though, what what is wrong with this guy? If all reports are true and that he knew Adams was gone and once they tagged him, that was the end of a relationship. And he made such a big deal in trashing the organization this entire year, like taking subtle jabs at them, like just controlling his own narrative in terms of like holding the organization by a string he's posting this last dance shit different things Devonte adams is like confirmed his guy what the fuck why like why go back i don't know i really don't know but it like, is they're just like they have aaron Rodgers, which is great they're not that good no they're not but They're not they, that they good. were the one seed, and in theory, all they lost was Devonta, the best receiver in football. We'll see. I mean, he's obviously spectacular, fantastic. But I mean, listen, if Rogers to Cobb is like it was in '09, yeah, maybe they have a chance to lose in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, if they maybe that's there. it. Maybe that's it. Maybe when Aaron Rodgers won his one sole Super Bowl that ties the likes of greats like Joe Flacco and Nick Foles, maybe it was because Randall Cobb was such a integral part. I think he was on the team, at least. He was such an integral part of that team. Maybe they're just like, this isn't a football thing. It's more of like a juju karma thing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did go through that 12-day fucking Himoshimo cleanse thing the other day that he announced on Pat McAfee. Maybe he found God, and God told him, you need to get back to your 2009 roots if you want to win a Super Bowl. Call God. Call AB. Get uh, Cleveland Antonio Brown. <laughs> I love AB. Petition. Like, he was all in on the Ravens. What happened? Now he wants to be a Brown? Because it fits with his last name? I think it's a little embarrassing, AB. Like, eh, it's your... a marketing thing. No, it's a marketing. When a mar- what I'm saying. When a marketing opportunity presents itself, I mean, you're, you're a cuck for brand deals. Why can't AB be one? He can. He can. All right, you're wearing at... cheerleader outfits for the whistle on Instagram. Like, don't tell me, like, people don't cuck out for so for a little coin. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. After the break, LeBron James becomes the second most prolific scorer, but he's not a scorer. He's not a don't or do but, call him. But a please, please respect him as a scorer. Respect him as one. Don't call him. one. But it's crazy but... he's doing this shit without being a scorer. It actually is really crazy. Anyways, we'll talk about that, some MLB moves, and we'll hear from Eagleson. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, fam. We are back, and the Washed King is officially. People were confused because there's two stats: there's regular season points of all time, and there's regular season plus playoffs. LeBron is number one. He most recently surpassed the combined total now he's number two overall you know who was on that list it's i don't know why it shocked me carmelo's eighth all-time in points scored like obviously Melo's one of the greatest scorers. i averaged like 25 points a game for like 10 years crazy though like i never really thought of Melo as like a top 10 scorer of all time like it you wouldn't consider him a top I mean, 10 scorer I, of all time right i mean He's been in the league as long as LeBron has and was one of the top scorers for a long period of that time. So I think you're alone on this one. Okay. I just, you know, you say Kevin Durant. You don't say LeBron because he's not a scorer. You respect LeBron as a scorer. You just don't say it. Anyways, they unfortunately lost again to the Porzingis Wiz kids. And, uh, you know, they're 10 games under 500. But he got an IG... Uh, post off. Yeah, I think stories. that was the great. Yeah, I think that was the great greatest part about it is LeBron hit his mark of X amount of points in his career, and then threw up an Instagram story for every single one of those points he acquired over the last nineteen years, which is just beautiful and comes full circle in itself. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, what do we do with this Lakers team? It's in the trash. We're done with it. We can stop talking about it. We'll just continue to make fun of LeBron for the rest of the year, and that's it. I mean, been trash, been done. Um, I can't believe I'm at the point in my life where I, like, enjoy making fun of this guy. Yeah. But I fully it's still... A, it's I'm a fully, crazy change. I fully still acknowledge that he's LeGoat, but he's also, like, get the fuck off my timeline at this point in his career. I don't know why the love like there's there you will never I don't know so there's there's some meme there are some memes that obviously get old and everything and trends that get old adding even like two or three full sentences (laughs) and just putting the capital L E in front of it will never not be funny to me (laughs) let's look 11 games under 500 yeah he's good at basketball but He's really annoying on Instagram. It's one of those timeless jokes. It's so good. Anyways, MLB free agency, kind of, kind of interesting. Did you see Carlos Correa going to Minnesota? Was that ever in the plans? Why did he do that? I mean, I mean, he. The best part about it is that Yankees fans are in full tears. They're the yeah. fourth, debatably fifth, if you're a Jack, best team in their division at this point. Uh, they strike out on Trevor Story. They strike out on Carlos Correa. They strike out on pretty much every 
person in free agency. The only thing they can hang their hat on is that they traded Gary Sanchez, which you should check in on your boy who runs the Gary Sanchez Stan account. Uh, see how he's holding up. But now Carlos Correa, Gary Sanchez are in Minnesota. I mean, the Phils are making some splash moves. You see some That's of that? That's not a splash. That's like a like you dip a Schwarty toe in. and Castellano? Guy hit 30 uh, home runs and had it batted over 300. I mean, this lineup is lethal that the Philadelphia Phillies had. I am stoked to go 84 and 80 and lead the league in blown leads. I mean, that's what this Phillies team is showing you. And how about Philadelphia just being like an attractive place to play sports nowadays? Like people are willingly agreeing to play their sport in this city. That's never happened before. And it's rewarding. Um, the only negative part about it is that we did sign Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. So chances are crime, poverty, integrity, fun, anything is going to be sucked out. Because as we know, there's a deep drive to left field. Uh, I deeply regret. And the Reds leave 4-3. to three. <laughs> Trevor Story goes to Boston. That's part of why the Yankees continue falling down. He had this crazy start to his career, right? And then they were like, well, he's playing in Colorado. Is the consensus now, like, this guy's a stud? He's very good? Like, how big of a move is Trevor's story? He's he's always been good. He's He was one of the best on the market right now. Um, the weirdest part about it is that the, the weirdest part about Trevor's story is that he's sick, but he was – the Rockies are a fake franchise, Jack. Let me fill you in on that. Uh, they could have paid Arenado. They let him go. They let all their guys go, but then they give $190 million to Chris Bryant while also letting their other best player go. Uh, they make no sense. It seems that the Rockies are solely in it for just the um, jersey sales and controversial mascot allegations. Um, so Fill me in on Rock- that. What, what's up with their mascot? You don't remember what happened a little while back? Mm-mm. The mascot? I don't think we should talk about it on here. Okay. All right. Yeah. If 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 you're suggesting we don't speak you on got it, it, you got Google. You yeah, got Google. I'll I'll Google's, check that Google. out later. Google's so free. If if the Rockies are a fake franchise, like what what does that make a player like Chris Bryant? It's kind of like Rogers. Now they're obviously a genius. On two, right. A genius. It's, well, I'm gonna go we make need a, a name sh- for those players. Like Aaron Gordon was willingly it, it, just it, taking like, money it, from it, the Magic for years. Um, hmm. I don't know because we kind of said the same thing when Manny Machado signed in San Diego. Like, why? Is he just going to go sit back, collect some coin, and just chill in San Diego? Oh, Denver's a great city, so I've heard. I've never been. Um, I've heard good things about it. So that's what Chris Bryan's doing. We do need a word for these types of players. Aaron Rodgers doesn't fall into that category necessarily because he's, again, willingly choosing to live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. But this guy just accepted $190 million, whatever it was, Chris Bryant, that is, and said, mm, I don't really care if we win baseball games. Let's let's cash some checks. Literally, um, like by signing that deal, you are acknowledging I do not care about any success in the next five years. Yeah, five more. Um, but we do need to wear just geniuses um, come to mind. I think they're actually just, like, smarter than us because, like, at the end of the day, what do we always talk about, Jack? Like, you refer to Lamar Jackson as, I don't give a fuck. Pay him, whatever. We're not, It's so hard to win. Only one team standing at the end every time. 30 to 31 other teams are left uh, in depression. 
I don't care. I get to enjoy watching him play football every single Sunday. And it's like, I think athletes have that realization too. At the end of the day, like I can only control so much with my ability in playing a sport. Why don't I enjoy my quality of life a little bit more and put some focus into that? Like I said, Aaron Rodgers doesn't fall into that category. He's just literally a diagnosed weirdo. But Chris Bryant, I have no no bad things to say about Denver. So good for him. I think we do have some of those those geniuses in sports that collect the bag and just be like, who gives a fuck if I win or not? It's an oblong ball. Well, the, the baseball oblong is not oblong. That's, that's more round. Unless they're the juiced ones. Maybe those ones are oblong. You said that the Red Sox have a good lineup. You said the Phillies have a lethal one. Have you ever seen a lineup like the Los Angeles Dodgers no. in your life? No. Absolutely not. They, they're, they have a potential to have... There, I think there's three candidates at the end of the year in the NL and the AL. Their three, four, five hitters could be all MVP candidates. Let's just call it Mookie, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman. They legitimately have that chance. They lose Scherzer to the Mets. Bowers on administrative leave. They bring back Kershaw in the one year. Um, still get somebody at the deadline because that's just how it works. All these can, all these big names like Chris Bryant will be one of those names that in two or three years is traded at the deadline of to course. a contender. Like, there will be those big names at the deadline. The Dodgers will get one of them. They'll get two of them. Last year or two years ago, they got Trey Turner and Scherzer. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm telling you, the Phillies have a great lineup. The Red Sox did big things. The Yankees suck. All this stuff. It's pretty irrelevant. Like, I'll I'll put it this way. It's different because it's baseball, and there, it's a lot less than what individual player can control. But I would say the Dodgers are better on paper relative to the MLB than the KD Warriors were to the NBA. It's that big of a difference. If if they're pitching... I'm not saying the impact. I'm not saying the impact that they'll have. But names on a piece of paper, I, I don't think there's an argument there. I think the, the Dodgers are, are better, relatively speaking, than the KD Warriors were. I'm going to Which pose, is a, pose that is, as a question. It's a crazy claim, obviously. I see what you're getting at. The betting odds would indicate obviously not. You had the 73-win Warriors add one of the best players of all time onto that roster. They easily won two championships, like no doubters. And they would have won the third if, you know, Duran and Clay and them don't all get hurt. This, this Dodgers team is very, very good. It's the pitching but I, I see what you're saying in regards to other rosters. Like, their seventh guy is – it's how I feel about soccer, U.S. soccer. It's like, yeah, Christian Pulisic's great. But, like, you know, Spain's bench is filling our entire starting lineup. So, the range versus – in the NBA, because there's a bunch of top-heavy teams and you only need five players, like, the gap wasn't necessarily as big. Right. Ah, <sighs> Eagleson. Do we – do we need the hockey today? I mean, is, what is that is, reaction? Come on. <laughs> has the trade deadline passed? No, tomorrow at three. Oh, I was going to say, what is it, a fucking four day deadline? <laughs> All right. Well, the give stuff, us... Stuff's been happening today. Yeah. Do you have right, a we'll what the you... fuck? Uh, no, it's not Thursday's episode. All right. Let's, we... just, let's just shoot the shit. Yeah. First off, I want to start with um, my boy, mm. is he Captain Claude Giroux. Yep. Didn't sleep last night, sick to my stomach I'm that sure. the Flyers lost their guy. 
Uh, word on the street, and by the street, I mean the timeline, is that this was expected. Yeah. Um, at what? How good is Drew still, and what difference does he make for the number one seed, Florida Panthers? He's he's definitely still good, and he brings obviously like some of the veteran leadership to Florida, which they don't seem to have as much of. And they actually just pulled a Tampa. Do you guys remember when they sat down Kucherov? Florida cheated. They they just oh Ekblad one of their like highest paid defensemen he's not going to play the rest of the regular season so that's how they could get all the cap space for Drew, but he's good he's going to be good for them especially in so the playoffs. Organizations in hockey get financially compensated when they do load management. It's like oh they're, 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 the they're, NBA, yeah basically their cap is in the NBA is salivating. Count. Yeah, <laughs> these white billionaire NBA owners are salivating at the idea of load management. Yeah, they've uh, the the Blackhawks did this, and then Tampa just did it with Kucherov, and now Florida's following. So this could become a pretty common thing around the NHL, unless they make a rule to change it, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Well, thank you, twenty eight, for everything, and by yeah. everything I mean a Soul Stanley Cup appearance that we lost. Um, he played a thousand games see. all in Philly. Like you don't see that a lot, all with one team. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, he didn't get bullied out. He just put his head down, got better. Uh, didn't blame the organization, the fans, anything. So that's what Philadelphia is about. But talk to me about your Leafs. They make any moves at the deadline? Yeah. They're, so they're ju- one, the one piece away. Yeah. So obviously we don't have a goalie problem anymore. Eric Schalgren, right. that kid, he's good. And right. they just traded for Mark Giordano, the Seattle Kraken's captain. He's okay, a defenseman. So, so let me stop you there. Okay, let me stop you there. Um, he's a good player, right? Yeah. He's what you guys need? Yeah. He, yeah, we, we so, need a solid defenseman, exactly. Like so that. you're thrilled about this move, essentially. I think it's a good move, yeah. We, and I just okay. saw the return so, a few minutes ago, and it was it was pretty good. I think it was two seconds. So cool, cool, cool. So let me get this straight. You're yeah. all in on the Leafs. Yeah. And you oh you were all in, but you're even more all in now. Yeah. Um, because they added a captain from a team that consists of players that nobody else wanted, so they threw them in a draft. Well, he was also the captain in Calgary before he got picked for Seattle, and. It wasn't necessarily add, like that. Like how, have the, how, have, how have the Calgary? How have the Calgary Flames been um, in the last five years? Because five years, Jerome again. Yeah, Jerome again has been gone for like fifteen years. Uh, like I guess pretty mediocre, but this year they're amazing. They're mm-hmm. they're top five in uh, the cup odds. Oh, okay. So got it. All right. So this is the first year the Seattle Kraken are a team, yes. right? Yes. And they drafted this new Leafs player. What this? The Kraken drafted the guy the Leafs just got. No, they they in that in that draft. Yes, yes, they yeah in okay, the expansion draft. Cool. I thought you meant actually. Okay, so the 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 Flames. Okay, so I'm not a math guy, but Jack, try me if my math is <laughs> off here. The Flames have been a disgrace, mediocre Disgraces. even. Yeah, okay, mediocre. mediocre. Sure, mediocre. we'll call it mediocre for the last five years. They subtract their captain, who then goes to the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. The the Flames then proceed to have a very very good year and the Kraken are the worst team in hockey by adding said captain. Jack, you follow? Am I good, good. so far? You're good. All good. Follow. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, the Kraken trade this guy that made the Flames worse to your Toronto <laughs> Leafs and you're now all in. Is, is that Jack? Am I good on okay, that? Okay, look, I, 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 I see what you did there, but it's not that simple. The reason Calgary let him math go in the... Is, math is never that simple. <laughs> he, his cap hit was too high. He was getting older. 
So, and that made sense for Calgary at the time to let him go, to let Seattle take him. They had a lot of cap space and made more sense for them. And now at the deadline, they're they're smarter to get rid of him and get picks, prospects, stuff like that for the future. I don't think it's necessarily to say he's bad, but it makes right. sense for everybody. And I know what you're thinking, right? You're thinking that I'm using this total math equation to essentially shit on the Leafs, but yes. I'm not. I'm not, Jack. I'm not, Eagleson. You know what I'm realizing? You know what the you know what the final answer to this math equation is? What? We take the live season win total over of the Kraken. Every place this guy oh, goes, okay. <laughs> he makes them worse. So you I can mean... spin it as the Kraken are going to get better, the Leafs are going to get worse. Um, so the equation equals Calgary minus, let's call him Geo. I don't Just know. call him Geo. Putin. What's the food you Geo? Sure. Calgary minus Geo equals Calgary's success. Kraken plus Geo equals Kraken crap. So then we have Leafs plus Geo equals X. Solve for X. Your answers are <laughs> Jack, you can answer this one. Your options are multiple choice since you're in high school. A Stanley Cup. B Stanley Cup loss, three, or C, conference finals loss, or D, first round exit. Jack, for a million dollars. I would have to go with A, Stanley Cup champions. That's right. That's the Is, is that right your final answer? answer? <laughs> That's my final answer. Survey says, <laughs> first round exit. I, Eagleson, I don't make the rules. I just do the math. <laughs> Oh, what happened to your sandpaper winger, though? Um, they actually, I just saw right now with this Geo trade, they got Colin Blackwell. I don't think he's very sandpapery, but he's like a third, fourth line winger. Um, okay, I, I imagine they'll still I'm gonna get. Need to, I'm going to need to do the math on Mr. Blackwell as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's going to impact the lineup, but I imagine they'll get another like mid tier forward, hopefully with some sandpaper before three tomorrow. So you are happy about this Geo transaction? Yes. I think it's good. They have, they have a younger team. Like it's good to have veteran defense, especially defensemen on the team uh, for the playoffs. How excited? How all in are you? All in, as much as you okay. can be. So like head to toe, got it. Yeah. Follow up question: mm-hmm. Do you have Venmo in Canada? No, maybe I don't know. I PayPal. What the fuck is wrong with this country? <laughs> well, why would I, why would I need it? I PayPal works fine. A, I'm glad you asked. Oh, God. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have access in the state of Pennsylvania to various websites in which you can. Mm. What's the what's the word, Jack? Put your money where your mouth is. Right? Hey, he's 18. He can I'm do it in Canada. I, I can gamble here <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. So if you're all in. You know, let me tell you about this little thing called a future, since I know that you're, since I know you're new to sports scaling. Mm-hmm. A future is when you think something's going to happen, but it's not, it, it takes a lot to get there yeah. and it's far in, in the future. So they give you really good odds, a better, a better deal, right? Better right. odds. So like <laughs> now the Leafs to win the Stanley cup are probably shoot. You could probably 10 X your money or eight X your money. But when they get there, inevitably because again they added geo mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to and get Blackwell. that type of deal right so this is a little finance investment uh 101 for you i just as i like to consider myself an older brother i felt that type of responsibility so okay. if you are all in 
Jack and I tend to do these types of wagers, and okay. if you are a part of this family, you, you got you got the screenshot button on your phone, right? I do have the screenshot button. Okay, so uh, just just maybe send it in the group. Okay, you can you are, can are, are, are we, do, do we unit I mean, shame here? I need to. Get oh that. no 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 never unit shame. Good. Never. Leafs are 12, 12 to one to win the cup. They're <laughs> six to one to get there. And they I want are... you to know, I want you to know, Eagleson, that I'll, I'll make fun of you for pretty much everything on the face of the earth when given the ability to, or I'll go out of my way to. Yeah. Unit shaming <laughs> is never one of those. I'm glad to hear You're that. You're safe. Your unit is safe Thank with you. me. The only thing able unit shame on is my units for how stupid they are, or the, the team I'm selecting. But never. <laughs> Correct. There's no bet too small that like his shame. Purdue, like his Purdue liability against <laughs> exactly. the Texas yeah. Longhorns. That that brings me plenty of shame. <laughs> Why did you place a wager that you wanted to share? Uh, I mean, none recently. It's like I, <laughs> I got an underdog and it didn't go well. I'll just say that. I like. I don't know if you guys have advice you need to share with me just for underdogs specifically. Yeah, the like... advice is that the market always corrects itself. It's not how many times you get knocked down; it's how many times you get back up. Okay. Not... And this advertisement was brought to you by Underdog Fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we got a NCAA pick tonight for underdog. Oh, just started, yeah, Texas actually. money line. <laughs> no, we got Palo, and we've got Cameron McGusty. If you want to get in, this kid Cameron McGusty on Miami stud, absolute stud, over sixteen and a half points. Palo has two points. Underdog, underdog. One of the only places you can find NCAA tournament college player props. Correct. That's the place to be. Eagleson, any final thoughts before the deadline? Uh, welcome to Toronto, Gio and Mr. Blackwell. Abe? You, you heard that, right? Don't even. Toronto. Fuck off. Toronto. Toronto. Welcome to Toronto. Welcome to Toronto. Jesus Christ. That's my final thoughts. <laughs> Boiler up, ladies and gents. Boiler up, horse oh, down. No, we'll see it. I'll see it on the timeline, baby. <laughs> Snapback fam, much love. Peace.